2: And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much and welcome
3: into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Good to be with you. 24 years almost wrapping up here, Bob going to be 25 coming up next year. We're excited for that. Yep. we got a 2024 PGA Tour schedule out. We'll talk about that. It's the final women's major of the year, the AIG Women's Open. FedEx Cup playoffs are underway. Ryder Cup's getting very, very close. And uh, there's excerpts out on Phil's gambling from the Billy Walters book. Jay Monahan also <laughs> had some comments this week uh, about where things stand with the, uh, li- the PIF agreement. And uh, all of that. So, so plenty to talk about, uh, no question. I'd like to start real quickly by just saying congratulations to Lucius Grover, as he's affectionately known here on Real Golf Radio, but, of course, Lucas Glover, who was able to uh, get that win last week, and to see his kids run out and his son yelling, "Daddy, you won!" Daddy, you won! And his daughter couldn't talk; she was bawling. They're all hugging. Yep. He's kissing them on the head. Is what? I mean, I just and then for him to talk afterwards about how you know now that he has won, that he's going to be able to control his schedule a little more. He's got the financial finances to be able to control it and be home more for some of the practices and dance recitals and what. I, I mean, it's just. You know that's that's the other side of all this, Bob. We talk about who's going to be on the Ryder Cup, who's going to win all these millions and billions and whatever, right? And all these frameworks and 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 yet there you've got kind of the real. That's the real part of it, and and that's the what is it? The eighty percent. That's the
4: most important part of it. It yeah. is,
3: but that's the eighty percent of tour guys, not the twenty percent right. that we usually kind of focus on, huh?
4: You know, it's it's really cool, especially a guy that. Um, has won a US Open that has won on the PGA Tour uh, a few times, and a guy that's a little bit more mature in his game and where he sits in the game right now. And to be able to see him come out and make the comments that he makes uh, about being able to spend more time with his family and everything, I. Th- along with you i thought it was phenomenal he um he understands the game he understands the relevance and he understands that to his family he's dad and he's he's the one that that has to leave and go and play a lot and stuff like that but guess what dad's going to be around more now because he was able to win this golf tournament and it's
3: pretty cool and it's really cool and his kids were able to see it which is such a cool thing hey we'll talk about that and much more we're just getting started you're listening to real golf radio
5: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need Go to RipGripPro.com. That's RipGripPro.com.
6: Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, 24-pack Crayola crayons and marble comp books are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 Cent offers limit 30 and end 826. Comp books in-store only. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply.
9: He's on meds, too. Call 800-345-2789.
2: 800-345-2789. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: Welcome back to the show, Brian and Bob, with you here on Real Golf Radio. So good to have you alongside. Don't forget, Twitter handle is at Real Golf. You can follow us on all the social media sites by searching Real Golf or Real Golf Radio, and download us where your favorite podcasts are found. We're on Sirius XM two hundred three, iHeart Radio on the GNN channel, as well as Sports Byline, and of course our flagship station. the KSL Sports Zone, here in our home state of Utah, Salt Lake City, uh, coming at you. Appreciate you being with us here, talking golf for 24-plus years, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in and being with us. We have so much to get to. Ryan Ballingy, speaking of GNN Radio, he's going to join us coming up next. Uh, Look forward to visiting with him with a lot of topics. And on the back nine, it's America's favorite caddy uh, still to join us as well. FedEx Cup playoffs are underway, Bob, and you start looking at uh, Jordan Spieth with an opening uh, perfect 63, that's that's good to see, right? Great to see. Jordan yeah. has certainly been trending. He's been back in so many ways, but great to see. Here's hoping he continues that good play and is certainly coming up, not only for what he wants to do in the playoffs, which is great to see Jordan play and play well, but also with Ryder Cup coming up. And uh, I, I think you're starting – I think you're going to see, as we'll talk about, you probably can make a case to the top ten are set. And so I, as as I see it I think there's five guys for the last two spots. And I think probably those two of those five guys need to step up and prove themselves over the next couple of weeks. Would you agree with that?
4: I would agree with that. I and I think it would be very interesting in the next couple of weeks to see those guys jockeying for position to get on uh to get up in that upper echelon there um you know maybe even get into the top 6 but if not um get the eye of Captain Zach Johnson and um especially guys that have played on the Ryder Cup team before and guys that uh that he knows that he can trust in this type of a situation and and get a pick or merit a pick for the Ryder Cup team.
3: So Shuffler, Wyndham Clark, the US Open Champ, Brian Harman, the Open Champ, Brooks Kepka, the PGA champ, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Canley, that's your current top six. I, I think there will be some shuffling a little bit of that. I think you're you know, might see a couple of you know five and six switch spots or four and five switch spots or somebody pop into the top six, you know, in the next two right. weeks. But then you got Max Homa, Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth, and Pretty much Fred Couples let the cat out of the bag saying that they're going to Italy. So if you're going to yeah. accept that, then okay. So there's nine. And then you got Keegan Bradley, who's won recently and has run won twice. I think Keegan and his past Ryder Cup success puts him on that team. So that's why I'm saying there's 10. I don't know who you don't take. I don't know who Captain Zach doesn't take out of those, right? So now you got Morikawa at eleven, Sam Burns at twelve. He just bumped up last week into that spot. Ricky Fowler dropped out of twelfth to thirteenth, and Justin Thomas sitting fourteenth. And then, with all due respect to Denny McCarthy, Kirk Kitayama, Will Zalatoris can't play because he's hurt. Harris English, you got Tony Finau sitting there at nineteen, who's had success in the past on the Ryder Cup, has won four times since the last Ryder Cup, including twice this year. Although his last win was in April, nevertheless he's uh, fifth bob in birdie average on the pga tour this season yep. and i think that's a big deal when it comes to Ryder cups he's easy to pair I, I i obviously we're biased here we've known tony since he was a kid and we follow him here in our local community as well so i, I would love to see tony on that team i'm I'm not gonna hide my bias on that but would you pick tony female right now and who would you pick him ahead of or what does he need to do in your mind to get onto that team
4: well um you know, anytime you can win in the year of a Ryder Cup, um, let alone you've won four times since the last Ryder Cup, um, that proves something. that That proves that you can and and you've played a couple of Ryder Cups. That proves that you 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 can handle the spotlight, you can handle the competition, um, and that you've played well. Okay. Um, you look at the PGA Tour, and we've gone over this with the winners. Scotty Scheffler, won, or not, excuse me, not Scotty Scheffler. John Rahm has won four times, but then you got Scotty Scheffler. You've got Keegan Bradley. Um, you've got Tony Finau. Um, Those guys have all won two events in this year, okay? And by virtue of doing that, um, that should be some huge weight for Zach Johnson. Um, as far as his picks are concerned, I understand. I understand the Max Homa, Cameron Homa's won a couple. Of, he's another one that's won a couple. Cameron Young, Jordan Spieth, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, it's, it's really hard for me. It would be hard for me to pick Colin Morikawa or Sam Burns because they haven't won. Um, Whereas Sorry, Tony's Sam won Burns, a couple times,
3: Sam, Sam Burns won the match play. That's actually, oh, that's right. He did favorite.
4: win the match play. So yeah. he's got, he's got one under his belt, but Morikawa hasn't won. Um, it, it would be very hard for me um, to leave Tony out, especially since he's won a couple times this year already too.
3: Yeah. I, I do think he needs to have a strong finish. He finished tight. He seventh does. last week. Yeah. And, you know, he got off to a good start this week. Let's see what he does. I do think he needs to play well, because if any of those guys step up, right? Anybody mm-hmm. has a good tournament, or certainly if they win, th- then that cements that, right? Correct. I, I think Correct. Rick, I think Ricky Fowler's on that team. I, I just I think he's got enough momentum. I think he's very likable. He's easy to pair. You know, he's been playing well down the stretch. He's won recently, but you can't say that his year is necessarily better than than Tony's or.
4: Well, well okay, Burns, so, so he's improved his play dramatically yes. over this year, okay? Got himself up all the way up into the top 50, then has a great U.S. Open, and then a, a few weeks later wins a golf tournament in a playoff um, over Colin Morikawa, and um, I can't remember who the other one was, but, um, you know, he won. And uh, that's a huge thing. My dad, as a as a former captain, and having played on the Ryder Cup team eight times, um, he said you want the guys that are playing the best going into the Ryder Cup. The guys that are playing the best in the year of the Ryder Cup going into the Ryder Cup or being a part of the Ryder Cup. He didn't have the virtue of or, or the opportunity to pick um, guys. The, the guys when he played and when he was captain, they made it oh, totally off of points, and that that would have been you know six through twelve um, down to Sam Burns. But now you get six designated and six captain.
3: So you look at Ricky Fowler since May, Charles Schwab mm-hmm. tied sixth, tied ninth, tied fifth at U.S. Open, tied thirteenth, won in a playoff, tied forty second, tied twenty third. I mean that. He, he's, he's got the momentum and yep. he's ninth in the FedEx Cup standings. That's where he finished. That says he's played consistently well all year long. I think Tony finished 10th um, in the in the top 10 for the season. So those are the things that I think you have to look at. And I I, I could see making a case for putting Ricky Fowler and Tony Fino on that team, but that means you're bumping Colin Morikawa and Sam Burns. And those are hard decisions to make.
4: Right? Those are. Yeah, and as much as you would like Justin Thomas to be on the team, Justin Thomas has not played well, even though he won the PGA Championship just a little over a year ago.
3: Yeah, and he's 6'2 and 1 in his Ryder Cup record. He's a hard one to leave off, but if you had to leave a guy off, I think that you could say you could make justify that more than the other guys that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Let us know. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle, and we'll continue to talk about this. We'll get Ryan Ballinger's thoughts on this coming up next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio.
1: That's 800-817-2968.
11: If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number. They'll treat you like a friend.
1: That's eight hundred two seven eight seventeen thirty eight.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
13: One day you'll get
2: it. Here's Brian and Bob.
3: Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. Be sure to give us a like and a follow there. And joining us right now is our good friend from golfnewsnet.com, GNN Radio on iHeart. Be sure to check that out. That's where you can find us as well. Our good friend Ryan Balangie joining us from Vacation Home at Myrtle Beach. That's pretty good stuff. Sounds great, right?
14: Yeah, I got a tea time uh, throughout the course of the week, which is really nice. Although it is blisteringly hot after about eleven thirty in the morning, mm. so you know we, we plan accordingly.
3: Plan it early, get out there, and get get back <laughs> home to the pool when it gets real warm, huh?
14: That's absolutely right. Play fast and uh, play well.
3: So I've never been to Myrtle Beach. Just what's the what's the real quick you know sixty second spiel on Myrtle Beach? Because obviously it's a golf mecca.
14: Yeah. I mean, there's what 65, 70 courses within kind of the 45 minute range of Myrtle beach proper. Uh, I mean, every kind of golf course you can imagine uh, from a higher end course, think about like Mike Stranz designs true blue in Caledonia, you got TPC Myrtle beach, you've got the dunes, which will host the PGA tour event starting next year. Uh, the barefoot courses are great all the way down to you know, kind of pitch and putt dog tracks that are 15, 18 mm-hmm. bucks to play in the middle of the afternoon. And they're still a fun time to play. It's uh this place has grown a lot, changed a lot. I've been coming here a long time uh, because of my family, and it, it's changed tremendously from a place that was kind of podunk beach town to a place that's got a serious permanent population, and uh, it, it's kind of grown in stature.
4: Have you ever played Oyster Bay?
14: It's one of the few I haven't played. Actually, we were on a fishing charter the other day, and we <laughs> went past it on the water. <laughs> yeah, and I, was, I went with my uh, my father in law, and he was like, "Yeah, we got we went over there one day. We lost like seventy two balls playing over there. Um, <laughs> you know, like 20, 30 years ago playing on a group trip. So uh, I'm yeah. not necessarily dying to get go and lose twenty five balls playing Oyster Bay, but I would like to play it.
4: So, Brian, you? they have an island green there at Oyster Bay.
15: Mm-hmm.
4: Island green built on top of oyster oysters." Shuckdoor. doors, right? Yep.
3: Okay. All right. Is yep. that sustainable? That's, is that sustainable like golf building? Well, now? That, that do?
4: I mean, they're, it's just piled up in the middle of a pond <laughs> with, a, with a green <laughs> on it, but it's a fun <laughs> golf course.
3: Somebody <laughs> told me the other day, I have no idea if this is accurate or not, but a billion golf balls are lost every year in the United States. A billion golf balls. I Do you, do you know anything about those kind of stats?
14: Right? I've, I've never, I've only ever kind of looked at it for like specific courses. I mean, the, the folks at Sawgrass say they, they get like 30,000 balls in the water at 17 every year mm, from people yeah. who come through there. So, I mean, if you think about courses like that where you have a bunch of holes that could be a, a danger shot for the average person playing and then multiply that by a pretty substantial number and then just think about people who can't keep the ball straight and lose balls. I don't think that's that out of the realm of possibility. Now, how many are are net lost? You know, people don't ever pick them up. I'd be curious to know that mm. number, but I, I would think for every lost ball, there's probably another home for it somewhere.
3: <laughs> I, like, I like it. <laughs> it's the, it's the adopt a golf ball program. I like that. Save, save a golf ball, <laughs> play, play a used one. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Well, anyway, let's get on to a few more things. Enjoy Myrtle Beach. That sounds like a great uh, time, especially here at the, uh, towards the end of the summer. FedEx cup playoffs are underway and here we go. This is the first time we're seeing the top 70 and that's got just formatically. What do you think of the the, the 70 only versus the top one twenty five, and kind of cutting it down as what we've seen in the past?
14: I like it much, much better. I mean, I, I I think we've some of us have been harping for this. For I mean, this is the seventeenth year they've done this thing, and this is the first time they have not had the top one twenty five get in the the first leg of the playoffs. And when they went a couple years ago from one twenty five to seventy to thirty, at least the cuts felt a little bit more dramatic. But I think, generally speaking, you knew the players that were were not inside the top seventy or eighty had absolutely no chance of winning the FedEx Cup unless they went on some kind of miracle run, and yeah. and that's happened um, once or twice in you know sixteen years, but I think tightening it up and now you have a, a clear carrot to getting to a, each stage of the playoffs. You get in the top seventy, you're in every event that's not a, a will, will now be called signature events, the designated events. You're in all of them. Uh, you got your card. Top 50, next, you know, you get into next week, you're in every event that's not a major. You earn all the signature events. You're good to go. Your earning potential is locked up. Top 30, you get your crack at 18 million bucks. You get into all the majors next year. Your schedule's even better. So there, there are carrots to each stage that really weren't there before. And then you take all the players who are, are pretty well secure in the top 125. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some up and down that in the fall, but you throw them to the fall and you give the fall a different kind of meaning than it ever had before, especially since they went to the wraparound season idea. So I, I think there's now a clear purpose for each stage of the playoffs and what the fall is supposed to be. And we haven't really had that in the, the history of the playoffs. So I, I do like that a lot better.
4: Isn't that crazy that to think that in a couple of weeks, the guys are going to be playing to win $18 million? Well,
14: I mean, all the funny money that's been going around—it doesn't seem like it's all that much anymore, does it? I mean, if you went and signed with Live for a year, you probably made $20, dollars. So I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, you've got these events; these next two weeks are twenty million bucks, three point six million to the winner, and that's nothing to sneeze at. If you right. went somehow and you know ran rush shot on the playoffs, you could win yourself twenty four point four million dollars or twenty four point let's see, it'd be $25.2 million. If I, if I'm doing the math right, 3.6 twice and 18 million. If you, if you did a clean sweep, I mean, that's a lot of money out there now. (laughs) And I mean, that's just, it's obscene and it's supposed to go up. It's supposed to go up over the course of this, you know, this contract with FedEx renewing as a sponsor of the FedEx cup. So it's only going to get more ridiculous from here. I mean, we're going to kind of plateau for a little while in terms of these $20 million events. We're not going to like 22, 25. That's not coming anytime soon. The The rest of kind of the golf ecosystem has to kind of catch up a little bit. But in terms of the FedEx cup, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a day when there's going to be a putt for $25 million for the FedEx cup. That, that is coming.
3: Mm. Ryan Ballinger joining us here on real golf radio. It's interesting. Justin Thomas, was battling it out. He was desperately wanting to make it onto the playoffs, but he admitted that he would have rather have qualified for the Ryder Cup team than the FedEx Cup playoffs. You're you just laid out the millions of dollars that are available to the players that make it into the playoffs. So for him to say that he would rather play on or would rather have qualified for the Ryder Cup team in which they don't get paid anything technically. Um uh, right. but in, instead of the millions of dollars, now, again, this is a guy that already has wealth, which most of the top players already do as well. But what does that say about what's important to these guys? And are we on the right track just continuing to pile more and more money to try to make events more significant or in order to, quote, unquote, keep players on your tour? It feels like when you really break it down to what JT said, that it's meaningful events really have little to do with the amount of money.
14: Yeah, that's a great point. So I actually brought up the other day on one of my podcasts of the only thing the PGA tour can throw at a player is cash. They, they don't have really legacy behind it. I mean, that, that Jay Monahan famous quote about, you know, legacy, uh, not leverage that that really is just based in currency. And that's all the PGA tour can do to entice players is here's more money. Uh, we attach money to prestige. Prestige is money. So if you win the FedEx Cup, you win all the money. Well, that's prestigious. Uh, if you win the, the Players Championship, that's our biggest purse. That's prestige. If you do, you know they're trying to equate the two things there, and you don't do those with the, the biggest tournaments. I mean, I, I feel very strongly that most of the players that qualify for the Masters would compete in that event for a four million dollar purse versus a twenty million dollar purse. They they would play, they'd play for free probably uh, if if it were that bad they would be willing to do that because of the history associated with that tournament. Same thing with the other three major championships, same thing for the Ryder cup. There's just so much history and importance that all of these top players place on being in those events, being part of those events, being contender for those events. It, it just doesn't translate the same way to a Phoenix open or this event, in Memphis or 3M open. I mean, name your event. They're all very well run and, and they're very nice events, but, they, they don't carry the same weight and will never carry the same weight. It doesn't matter what the price tag is. doesn't matter how long they have been around compared to these events that have just kind of enshrined themselves in the, in, in golf fans and golf players minds about what matters most.
3: Yeah. To that point. I mean, if Rory goes on to win another FedEx cup, I'm pretty sure he would trade all that for John Rahm's green jacket, right? <laughs> I mean,
14: in a, in a heartbeat, right. handle, yeah, he would yeah. personally drive the, he would personally drive the Brinks truck <laughs> with $72 million in it to John Rahm's house. <laughs> and then he won the Masters.
3: Hey, speaking of all these players there, the Ryder cups coming up, there's, If you believe what Freddie Couples leaked out, you could almost throw... And you throw Keegan Bradley in, who's won a couple of times this year and recently. The top 10 almost seems set. So that kind of leaves... Five guys, in our opinion, for two spots. Morikawa, Burns, Fowler, JT, and we're throwing Tony Fino in there because of his past uh, performance on the teams and the fact that he's won four times since the last Ryder Cup, including twice this year, although it's been a while. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, the, those final two spots, or do you think there's more spots than that up for grabs?
14: Maybe three, but I, I think two, to three max. I, th- I think they've pretty well made up their minds on this point. I think the playoffs will tell you some version of the story. I have a feeling they want to get more Kawa in there. I mean, he, he's just kind of very versatile in being a team match play component guy. He's just long enough to be interesting in a, in a foursomes match or a four ball match, but really he's a great alternate shot player. Cause you can just kind of trust him to do the right things. Uh, you know, everything short of putting at least. And I think they want to have him as part of it. And then you got to go find another guy. And, I I don't know who that person is at this point. I don't think that person has been clearly identified. I think they're going to try and let the playoffs figure that out for them. That'd be the easiest situation where someone just goes out and wins the FedEx Cup or gets close to it and plays very good golf along the way over these next 12 competitive rounds that we have that are called the playoffs. And if that works itself out, great. Otherwise, I think they've got a tough one on their hands and they're probably just going to match that last person or last two people to a partner, to a personality. Uh, for whatever reason, and, and try to get those people lined up together. And it is interesting to me that the, I feel like there's going to be so much turnover from the team that won in 2021 that yeah. we all kind of sat around and watched them smoke the Europeans and go, well, we just keep these 12 guys for the next 10 years. We're, we're looking pretty good. And now there's going to be at least half the team that probably turns over uh, from one cycle to the next. So that, wow. that just tells you how hard it is to stay at the – it's an upper echelon of the best American players, much less the best players in the world. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who Zach decides he wants to take over to Italy with him. You know, a lot of the big
4: talk this year has been, are the live guys going to be able to play? Um, there is no rulings against them playing. Brooks Kepka currently is number four, but yet we've got two a couple of events before the picks start to come up that, would, uh, that could possibly be, bump him down the list a little bit if some of those guys down underneath play well. Um, If Brooks doesn't make it on points, which it looks like he's going to, but if he were not to make it on points, do you think he gets a pick? I think it'd
14: be a travesty if he doesn't. I mean, the the guy won a major championship this year, and he should have won two major championships this year, if we're being honest. So I I don't know how you... Don't include him. I know he wasn't as great in the third and fourth major championships of the year, but a guy that was a story of of two of them, I think, deserves the pick. And I I just don't see how you have the team without him. I can see excluding every other American lift guy. I mean, every single one of them, even Taylor Gooch, who's been great in this fifty-four hole shotgun start format, but it doesn't translate into the bigger events, one of the bigger stages, the seventy-two hole events. It, It just doesn't do it. So if you're going to have a live guy, it's Brooks. And I I don't think you should dock him just because he doesn't play the PGA Tour at this point. He has demonstrated this year. He is clearly uh, one of the better American golfers that you want to have on your team.
3: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, Bryson shot 58. Should he be on there?
14: (laughs) Well, (laughs) this is so interesting. because, and I've seen a lot of data about this. I mean, he only gained like 8.3 strokes on that field that day. I mean, the average score that final round, they, they were playing ball in hand, but it was like 66. So, I mean, he wasn't really gaining a whole lot on the field by shooting that 50. 58 is incredible. Do not get me wrong. But in terms of the best sub 60 rounds that have been fired on the major tours, it's like the 30th best one. I mean, it's not even that good uh, compared to the field that they play against. And frankly, with 15 to 20 guys on live that wouldn't be good enough to play on on like the lower end of the PGA tour at this point. I, I I don't, I I get it. 58th incredible and kudos to him for shooting it, but he did it on a golf course. That's easy. It's given up two other 59s in PGA tour events and he did it. it It's in hand on a course where everyone was going low. So yes, cool headline thing. But in, in the end, I don't think one round should make your Ryder cup case. And certainly not one that was frankly, a little deceptive in terms of score versus reality.
4: So, uh, uh, just came out this week. Billy Walters excerpts from his book um, on gambling and about Phil Mickelson. Your thoughts initially with what um, you were able to read, especially with Phil wanting to bet four hundred thousand in two thousand twelve that uh, the U.S. team was going to win.
14: Good bet. The, the first thing I yeah, he would have lost. The first thing I thought of when the the $400,000 bet came out was. So why did he and Keegan Bradley sit after they won their last match seven and six? right? They could have gone out one more time, probably won that point. I mean, no one was beating them. They claim you know Phil claimed they were tired. They could have gone out, gotten that point. maybe it's a six point deficit. maybe it's 115 going into Sunday it's over. Mm -hmm. It's just that comeback is not happening. So I start to think about that through a different lens. I start to think about how could he lose to Justin Rose like he did. That seems very weird. The way he lost that match. I mean, I'm not trying to make any cast any aspersions here, but it makes you think about it a little bit differently. Um, I I, just, the the staggering amount of money moved on minus minus one ten lines alone of, Betting $110,000 to win $100,000. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, that, that's that's a billion dollars in churn. Can you imagine betting 1% of that, right? I mean, that would still be a lot of money over a lifetime, much less, yeah. what, a decade or, or so? I mean, the, the ease with which <laughs> Nicholson can clearly part with his money to have a slight ava- statistical advantage, perhaps, is uh, is crazy. But um, Billy Walters is probably the best sports gambler that's ever lived, and I think he probably kept a lot of receipts on a whole lot of things. And I, I don't think he's talking out of school when he says what he's said in this book. So it it really puts Mickelson's finances into perspective and what that might have meant for him to join live in the first place. If he was throwing this kind of money around on sports betting, was he doing it on something else? What what kind of financial state was he in when he considered all of this stuff that we get into this entire discussion with the Saudi public investment fund because Phil is addicted to the sports betting. I mean, that that's what it boils down to for me. Did we get this far because Phil couldn't stop placing bets? or in college football matchups or something like that. I I really wonder that at this point.
3: 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem, or 1-800-GAMBLER.net is where you could uh, go if you're placing 43 (laughs) bets in one day on Major League Baseball uh, or $400,000 on your Ryder Cup team. Uh, Brian, thanks for the time. Uh, We appreciate you being with us, and enjoy your Myrtle Beach vacation. We'll see how this thing all plays out.
14: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, as always.
3: Yep. There you go. Ryan Ballingy, golfnewsnet.com, GNN Radio. Check him out online and on social media as well. we got to take a break. More of the show next.
13: Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first-ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about
13: splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best better for everyone it looks like a blade it feels like a blade but it performs unlike any other the new odyssey tri-hot 5k is a radical departure from traditional thinking with multi-material construction a shallow cg and moi over 5,000. we we've actually made the blade forgiving the days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended the new tri-hot 5k it's a blade unlike any other from Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form the new Jaws Raw from Callaway.
2: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Go to blackdesertresort.com And find out about the new Black Desert Championship, both on the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour, as well as details on how you can play the new Tom Weiskopf Design Championship Golf Course at Black Desert in St. George, Utah. BlackDesertResort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available as well. BlackDesertResort.com. And exciting to see the 2024 PGA Tour schedule released. Black Desert Championship on that list for the beginning of October, coming right off of the President's Cup and then just before the Shriners in Las Vegas. So players will be able to uh, fly into Vegas most likely uh, or charter into St. George. They could probably do some shared rental cars if they wanted to between the two events at Shriners and Black Desert where they could drive the hour and a half from Vegas to to St. George and then turn around and drive back to Vegas. There's all kinds of things that they're talking about but really exciting stuff to see that and how that new fall FedEx Cup fall is going to add some additional meaning and yeah. impact because of positioning that it will allow for that next year. And we start to see some of that now, Bob, with the FedEx Cup playoffs and how important it was to get into the top 70, but how important it is to get into the top 50 and Ryan Ballinger mentioned a little bit about that how it sets your sk- your earning potential up. But you really want to get into that top 50. And obviously, once you make it to the tour championship in the top 30, that that kind of is the golden ticket for the next year. So, yeah, really interesting. Let's look at this new schedule and and some of the things. Again, the cadence is what has been such an interesting thing because these designated events, what were they called before designated? They were, I uh, can't remember what they called it. But now they're calling elevated. Them. Elevated, thank you. Elevated, then designated. And now they are... Uh,
4: signature events.
3: And that, I like that better. It makes yeah. more sense. Signature events is a, I don't know, it's just more, it's just a more formal kind of prestigious title than yep. elevated yep. or designated or what does even designated mean? So, yeah, signature events, mm, that sounds really good. I think they got it right like on it. that one. So here's the idea is the guys that are coming out and making it into that top 50, right, they make it into the second playoffs this year. Correct. They're in all those signature events.
4: Yeah. So congratulations. And for the most – and for the most part, they're no-cut events except for the Gen- Tigers event, Arnold Palmer's event, and Jack's event, the, um, the Genesis Invitational, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and the Memorial Tournament. Those will be a full field of 120, and with a cut to the low 50 and ties. Big cut. And any player within ten shots of the lead,
3: maybe not as big of a cut with that that in there, right? So let me yeah. ask you because I know that's been a sticking point for you, and obviously Tiger and Jack, they felt like they wanted to maintain the cuts in their events. Do you do you like that, or should they all be the yeah. same, no cut?
4: No, I like it. I like that uh, that guys that are able to play in those designated events or those uh, signature events that series, they've got five of those tournaments. That they don't have to worry about making a cut in, um, they know they're going to make by virtue of their play the year before. They know they're they're going to be playing in those events. They're also in those other, um, and they're also in the major championships, and they're also in the in the other ones. There's 20 of them total, that but these are the additional eight that they're going to be in.
3: So that's these signature events are the Century Tournament of Champions, which I guess it's not necessarily called the Tournament of Champions anymore because it, it does include all those that make it into the Tour Championship. It's Correct. not just the winner's only event. Um, so that's a bit of a of a change. And then AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is the second one, January 29th through February 4th. And did you happen to catch that they actually did a little bit of a modified format on this Pro-Am?
4: Yes, they did.
3: They've limited it yep. to two courses, Pebble and Spy. Uh-huh and you're going to have the amateurs competing with alongside the professionals there'll be 80 of them over the first two rounds with the competition limited to professionals only for the final two rounds at Pebble yes. Beach. What do you think of that? Yep.
4: Well, it's it's a different thing, you know, you won't see the amateur playing in the final round getting four days of play um and uh having a chance to win you know over those four days with with their partner. But you know what? the players and the amateurs will know that this event has great tradition and stuff like that. They're still going to want to be a part of it, and they're still going to want to have a chance to try to win it.
3: Yeah, there's no question that uh, from that standpoint, I I hope they always maintain that, right? This is one of those things, the clam bake you always hear about, right? Keep some of that stuff. I know it's not the Crosby anymore, but keep some of that stuff. So um, yeah, I I don't hate it. I didn't there's a lot of people that hated the amateur Saturday TV viewing. I didn't hate that, but a lot of people hated that. Now you're going to keep all that compacted over the first 36 holes. And right. then you just got Pebble Beach to do its thing with the pros over the weekend. I actually think it's a, probably a good change. I'm anxious to see how that one goes. The Genesis yep. you mentioned is Tigers. Arnold Palmer. Heritage is going to be a, a signature event coming up after the Masters. Wells Fargo, there at Quail Hollow. Memorial, you mentioned, and the Travelers. So uh, interesting um, to see those. Uh, talk about some of the other. Here, here's the other thing that we have to talk about. New terminology for yes. next year. The next 10, that's in capital letters, the Next 10, and the Swing 5 for these signature events. These are additional 15 players that are going to have an opportunity to play themselves into these signature events.
4: So, um, yes, we know that those events, for the most part, are going to be 70 to 80 players, okay? So 50 of them are locked in, um, and the cool thing is, like we had this year, it's awesome to see those top 50 players um, off of the FedEx Cup point list and the best players in the world play more together in more events other than just the majors and some of the players and some of the others. So the next 10, I'm not talk about that, Brian, because I, I I'm not quite set on what that next 10 is. That comes out of the fall. Is that correct? Well, no. It's 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 the next ten, not otherwise exempt from the current FedEx
3: Cup standings. Okay. Right? So what that
4: doesn't. It, so it's a current rolling. Then it's a rolling basically. thing, but
3: it does come from the fall for the first, you know, the first events because the first event there yeah. isn't enough. There isn't really any play before because we're starting. This all starts beginning in in, in January, right? And so there will be some carryover. So these fall events this year actually have some yes. some meaning right yep. so, so there 's that um, but yeah, so you 're basically it 's a rolling whatever the next ten, not otherwise exempt into these they 're in, and then the swing five. This is basically the hot player. So if you're keeping an eye an eye on who's currently hot, who's playing well right now, who's trending, these five players, if they've played well over these two or three or four events in between signature events, they also get jumped in there. And then there's also going to be some spots left for some sponsor exemptions and yeah, so, sponsors
4: exemptions mm, and stuff. Correct.
3: But I, I kind of like it. I'm I'm feeling the cadence. I, I, the big thing for me is, is you know we're 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 buddies with you know my 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 old. A high school coach's son, Troy Merritt, right? right? He's a great example of a journeyman. All he told us when this stuff started to come out with these designated events now called signature events is just give him a shot, just yeah. give him a chance to get to play his way into him so he can take advantage of those elevated purses and try to continue his momentum for his season, and I think this accomplishes that. so it also makes those other events that much more important because you want to go play those other events in order to move into the 10 next 10 or swing
4: five. or the swing five yeah mm,
3: yeah pretty interesting stuff all right we're going to take a break uh hope you enjoy hope you enjoy them and make some sense of that but you can check out all the details at pjtour.com more of the show next
1: That's 800-390-5160. If
16: you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
13: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks again for joining us here on Real
3: Golf Radio. Just wrapping up hour number one. If you missed our interview with Ryan Ballinger, a conversation. We had a good time talking about all the topics uh, on the table this week. You can follow us at Real Golf on Twitter. Download us where your favorite podcasts are found or, uh, of course, tune in uh, each and every week right here on the show, wherever we are broadcast from Sirius XM 203, iHeartRadio, and radio stations um, around the country. We appreciate you being with us. And uh, coming up next hour, America's favorite caddy. Yeah, yeah. so excited to welcome him in and get his take on some of this. Lots. My, my mind is consumed a little bit with Ryder Cup I'll be honest with you. I I am interested in the FedEx Cup playoffs. There's no question about it. I like the positioning, and obviously, there's a lot of money on the line. But this whole how this all plays out, you know, I I, I do think that there's because of Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark winning major championships and vaulting themselves into this team, it yeah. really shook it up. And as yeah. Balanji said, we thought we had a nucleus team that was going to roll for years to come and that's not going to be the case necessarily
4: no and now now 50 percent of them are going to be gone mm. possibly for this one so yeah but the the cool thing about these playoffs is the next two can make a big effect on those guys that are outside the top six to be able to get them up in and have a chance to get on the Ryder cup team. yeah
17: there's
3: no question about them all right that's going to wrap up our number one stay tuned the caddy and more coming up on the Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review.
14: We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
18: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
17: Say news, I'm Cory Myers. The number of deaths caused by the Hawaii wildfires is now up to 55. Maui Mayor Richard Bisson says they have seen immeasurable loss.
7: We've seen devastation, destruction, uh, immeasurable loss, loss of life, uh, loss of historical places and properties, businesses.
17: Hawaiian officials expect that number to keep rising as rescue efforts continue in Maui.
7: We have not yet searched uh, in the interior of the buildings. We're waiting for FEMA uh, to help with that search uh, as they are equipped to handle the, uh, the hazmat conditions of, uh, of the buildings that have, that have been burnt.
17: A hearing in former President Trump's election interference case happening today. It's likely to determine what rules should be imposed for the handling of evidence. President Biden says China is in trouble because of weak economic growth. At a political fundraiser in Utah yesterday, he said China's economic problems make it a ticking time bomb, adding that's not good because when bad folks have problems, they do bad things. Online job site Indeed reported that it saw a 50% spike in searches for UPS jobs in the week after the Teamsters ...touted the historic deal. UPS's CEO said full-time drivers will average $170,000 in pay and benefits at the end of a five-year contract that the delivery giant struck with the Teamsters Union last month, averting a strike. Existing part-time workers will get a raise to at least $21 an hour full-time workers will average $49 an hour. Experts say consumers can now expect rate hikes of 6-8%. to This is USA News.
12: You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thingy.
11: Attention shoppers! If you want a real deal, try Tide
12: Pods. Don't pay for water, pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods.
16: Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent.
17: The best light show of the year is about to play this weekend. It's the annual Perseid meteor shower. It runs from mid-July to late August, and it will peak tomorrow night. Streaks of light ripping across the sky at 37 miles per second. NASA says the best viewing is a couple of hours before sunrise, but meteors begin to show off as early as 10 p.m. It's a big weekend for Spurs fans who will get to see both Tony Parker and Coach Pop get inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. Bill Schoenig, who is the voice of the Spurs, says the pair's history is intertwined. Tony was a late first-round pick. Pop was hard on him, rode him pretty hard. I treated him like a pro, and Tony responded to that kind of coaching and and had a great career. Target recalling over two million scented candles that might shatter while burning. The recall was issued yesterday. It affects five-and-a-half-ounce one-wick candles and 20-ounce three-wick candles sold in glass jars. Open up your eyes, man. They're trying to control global warming. Get it? global. The actor who voiced one of Hank Hill's buddies on the animated series King of the Hill has died. Johnny Hardwick provided the voice of Dale Gribble, who was known for his obsession with conspiracy theories. Hardwick died at his home in Austin, Texas. He was 64. I'm Corey Myers, USA News.
1: That's 800-760-1845.
2: Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio, with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's
3: Brian and Bob. Now thank you very much and welcome in it is the back 9 hour number 2 of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Good to be with you. Thanks to Ryan Balongi for joining us in hour number 1. If you missed it, follow us on Twitter or just download us wherever your favorite podcast is found. You can hear us on Sirius XM 203 iHeartRadio, GNN Radio's channel as well as Sports Byline and coming to you from our flagship station 975 the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. Middle of August, playoffs underway. Final women's major underway. Ryder Cup selection two weeks away. There's a lot going on. We got a new schedule out for the PGA Tour as well. A lot of things to get to. Excerpts of the Billy Walters book. I'm sure that Caddy will have something to say about that. Uh, Monahan, uh, Jay Monahan had a meeting with the players talking about the the deal and what's going to happen. So there's a lot to get to. And and then Lucas Glover won last week. And I got to be honest with you, Lucas Glover's win just kind of pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. I I loved the whole family thing and the way he celebrated and yep. got all emotional. And the fact that that win at this stage in his career kind of changed his life a little bit.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, um, I remember tying this into Ryder Cup and and ha- being the son of a of a winner on the PGA Tour, I remember the last time, one of the last times I was with him, um, it was the Western Open. It was in Chicago. And he needed to win the golf tournament to make the Ryder Cup team for the eight consecutive, eight consecutive time, my dad. So he does win the golf tournament at the Western Open. He knocks in about a five-footer left-right breaker on the final hole. I was probably about... 14, I think, and, uh, 14 or 15. And I was the only one with him. I was with him in, in Chicago there and, and he wins it. And I remember what it's like to be there as a child of a professional golfer at a win, which was really, really cool. But how much that meant to him to make the Ryder cup team for an eighth consecutive time. So, um, here, here to Lucas Glover, I, uh, I really feel for him, and uh, I get chills thinking about it.
3: I like how you casually mentioned the son of a winner on the PGA Tour. 51-time winner on the PGA Tour, All-of-Famer <laughs> Billy Casper. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. And I guess maybe a little bit unfortunate that most of those wins came when you were probably too young to remember a lot of them. But yeah. nevertheless, yeah. Uh, what a legacy, what a history. We'll talk more about that, FedEx Cup, Women's British Open, and more just getting started here on the Back Nine of Real Golf Radio.
5: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need Go to RipGripPro.com. That's RipGripPro.com.
6: Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, 24-pack Crayola crayons and marble comp books are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 Cent offers limit 30 and end 826. Comp books in-store only. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply.
9: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789.
2: Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: And this segment is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Apex Pro Series irons. Callaway says exceptional distance with tour-level precision. A revolutionary multi-material forged construction paired with the Callaway's new patented urethane microspheres deliver unmatched feel. An all-new progressive face is designed for exceptional distance with tour-level precision, and a dynamic sole design promotes improved turf interaction and better contact. The ultimate player's performance iron has officially arrived. Check it out at Apex Pro Irons. We we talked a lot about this last week. I'm Mm -hmm. super giddy about this. The fact that they have... The pro, the MBs, the CBs, and they basically made the flow of each of those sets of irons to be able to be interchangeable and fit within the others. Uh, leads to an, a, a, a unlevel, you know, crazy level number of uh, different combinations that you can put together.
18: Sure. And so I'm sure. interested,
3: in it, and my goal is to get out to Callaway and sit down with Michael Versco, who's head of fitting, and actually get fit for these things. Because I got to be honest with you, I I've been playing the Apex pros, the 21s now for three years, mm-hmm. two, two and a half years anyway, and they are the best irons that I've ever hit, bar none. They are so good, and so I'm really curious to see what are we talking about here, and I think one of the most, I think they kind of nailed it with that, but they've added this, the thing they're really pushing here I see is the dynamic sole design for improved turf interaction and better contact. I'm interested in that because I hear a lot of the guys at the club talk about some of the golf clubs that over time, some of the blades and more tour level stuff that have done better with turf interaction, something that's just kind of like this. It's just better through the grass. So right. anyway, I'm kind of curious what they've come up with on this, but yeah, there's all kinds of combos that I'm that I'm interested in trying. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go straight pros like I have right now. Maybe I'll mix in a little CB. Never know, right? That's why you go good fit. Can't wait. I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> They're good stuff though, man. <laughs> Playing in this club champ this week, and I, I got to be honest, hitting those irons, I literally looking at my bag going, "Well, it's on me," because I ha- he can't get better equipment. My new Toulon putter that I've been using this year is so good. You know, they get the greens really fast for the club champ. And Uh so you've got to have some really nice touch. And that Toulon putter has got such good touch. You know, that forged face with the diamond mill, whatever he does on the face. there just,
4: "Mm." the feel off the putter, no doubt. Um, You know, we're talking about equipment. I just, uh, just put the paradigm. I've got, uh, I've got a bag full of paradigms and, uh, I'll tell you what, they're pretty good. They go a long ways. They go a real long ways. See, I
3: love that because, you know, again, you're 14 years older than me. you are obviously been a better player than me your entire life and still are, but you are looking for a little bit more distance. Right now, distance is not what I'm looking for. I I actually thought about the caddy and his argument that he keeps giving us about how maybe the golf ball rollback (laughs) is something that we ought to consider and not be so against. Right. When I'm hitting a 54 degree wedge 126 yards yeah when i'm hitting a 7 iron 200 yards i mean m- m- me right 49 year old me i've never hit 7 irons that far
4: well and i'm i just hit a 7 iron the other day 194 yards on a par 3
3: see there you go i mean it's okay if we maybe use some of the other clubs in our bag
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I had two, But I had it's 2-13. it's pretty fun to be able to hit a ball that far. <laughs> it is. It is.
3: On on the par three sixteenth at Alpine, I had two hundred and thirteen yards flag. I hit six iron and and landed past the flag and mm. uh was just kind of on the back third of the green, so I had a little downhiller, but it was and it was it was it was, it was a good shot. It was flushed, yeah. but I'm still like, Really? Two hundred thirteen carry? Yeah, it's probably exactly. a 15 carry, six iron. Yeah. Anyway, now we are at elevation, four thousand feet, so we'll take advantage of that all day long. We're not playing at Pebble Beach, sea level, in the cold, heavy air. But now, nah, and it was eighty-eight degrees. But it's all so. relative. It is. Yeah, it's all relative. Uh, at yeah. the women's, uh, before well, I don't want to go down the road on, on more of that. But let's uh, okay. let's look at the AAG Women's Open. Allie Ewing uh, from Mississippi. She's thirty years old. She shot six under in the second round. She's at ten under par and setting the pace uh, out there at. Um, walton heath so this is a a a lady that first won for the first time back in 2020 and she's had a win every year since so she's got three wins and looking to keep that streak going Uh, with a win this this would be her first in 2023 and obviously a major championship strong solheim cup performance strong curtis cup play as well so uh this is a girl that um you know she's 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 in a good spot you might want to look for her to finish this one off 24 year old Andrea Lee from Stanford. She's five back. She won in Portland last year for her first LPGA Tour victory. So already a winner at a young twenty-four year old uh, coming out of Stanford. And speaking of Stanford, Rose Zhang is one under par, and she's got some work to do. But I'll tell you what. How about this? She's the only player with top tens in the in in the three majors um, so far this year. So uh, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, with each of the last three majors, I should say. She already has three top tens and a win in five starts as a professional. That's amazing stuff. So, Rose Zhang, what a start. What a career. We can't wait to see how this one all unfolds. But that's going on this weekend. The AIG Women's British Open over at Walton Heath in the UK. One
4: one more to throw in there. Allison Corpus, who won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Uh, She uh, is currently at three under par through through two rounds. So that's that's amazing to see that uh that she's putting a little bit of a push on for her second major in a single year. So uh good for her and good to see her playing well again.
3: Yeah, it doesn't uh that wouldn't that wouldn't be a bummer. No. For her would it? <laughs> All right. Nope. Let's go to uh the PGA Tour. The schedule is out. We talked a little bit about that last hour. Uh what are some things that kind of stand out to you? What's your overall feel on the cadence Do you feel like they kind of got it right? I mean, from a conceptual standpoint do you feel like this gives the best players their spotlight event their chance to showcase some guaranteed money that maybe they quote unquote deserve for being the stars that that, that maybe broke to this live break uh, live, live breakaway tour but also gives the everybody on tour the chance to to break into that category or what's your what's your feeling on it
4: Well you know we understand that that the top 50 are going to be fully exempt into these signature series events, um, the top 50 from this year uh, or the previous year. And then we've got, we've got the, excuse me, the 10 or the 15 and the five um, that are going to be able to work in also, plus some um, sponsors sponsors, exemptions. And I think because of that, it gives all of all of the players a chance to be able to get hot and to play well and to jump into some of these events, and if they can continue that that cycle, then then you see guys make a move in what the PGA Tour talks about, where players can make their way up the list to become elite players by how hard they work and how hard they play, and and by playing better. So I think it is a great opportunity. I think, like you said, I think we we think of Troy Merritt. Um, who has, um, who's like that journeyman who, who's had a tough year this year, but yet his fall coming up is going to allow him the possibility of, of getting into some of those events and, and then by virtue of how he plays, um, the rest of next year as well in those, those, um, those events in the cadence and that kind of thing. So I think this is really good. I think the PGA tour has thought about this long and hard, and I think they've done well with it.
3: Yeah. So again, this is something, the concept you're going to have to get to know is, as we mentioned, the next 10 and the swing five. So the next 10 are the 10 members, not otherwise exempt from the FedEx cup standings, right? The swing five are the top five FedEx cup point earners, not otherwise exempt from those, events in between those signature events. Right. So, Correct. you know, when you start looking at Pebble beach, for instance, so Pebble beach, you would, you would have the, the swing five would be those from the FedEx cut point earners from Sony open in Hawaii, the American express out in the desert and the farmer's insurance there at Tory pines. Right. So you go play yourself. You didn't, you didn't get into, you're not into Pebble just yet. You go play hard in those three events, your top five earner, Bam, you're into Pebble Beach, and that's a signature event. So uh, I do like that. There, there's a chance to play your way in, and that was important. You're also going to have some cuts in the three events that are hosted by the players, Jack, Arnold, and Tiger. So I think they wanted that, and they got that. So the tour is acquiescing to those requests. All right, listen, we got to take a short break. We'll come back. America's favorite caddy joins us next. Can't wait to see how that conversation goes. And then more on the other side. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio.
1: That's 800-817-2968.
11: If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number. They'll treat you like a friend.
1: That's eight hundred two seven eight seventeen thirty eight.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio talking golf with brian taylor and bob casper
13: one day you'll get
3: it
2: here's brian and bob you're listening to real golf radio brian taylor bob casper and time now for america's favorite caddy there are bag rats (laughs) and then there are caddies pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the pga tour while we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this
3: legendary looper
2: here he is the caddy on real golf radio
3: yeah, the caddy joins us every week here on Real Golf Radio. Always exciting to have him on the show. Caddy, what is up?
18: There's too much up. Too much? We can't get it all down. There's so much <laughs> up, we can't get it all down. I mean, there's. where do we begin?
3: You know, he told me in a text earlier, Bob, if you want to know, yeah. you really don't want to ask the caddy what he's thinking. You just don't want to go there. And apparently, that saying "What's up" falls in line there with "What are you thinking?" Because all of a sudden, we got some things are up and down, and (laughs) that's the that's the mind of the caddy.
18: Many have made that mistake, and few have survived.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dun dun dun! I like it. Oh, so where do you want to start, Caddy? You want to start with uh, with Phil Phil's uh, gambling? Uh, numbers, or do you want to start with uh, this week's FedEx Cup playoff? Do you want to get into some right ride- I do want to get into some Ryder Cup discussion with you. What, where do you want to? start? Did you
4: hear what Rory said about Phil? Yeah,
3: yeah, it it was his pretty gambling. straightforward.
4: Yeah, Rory said, "Well, he's not playing the Ryder Cup this year, so he could bet on him."
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was that. Was actually sounded nicer than the way Rory put it. I'll
18: be honest with
4: you. Yeah, yeah, but basically that's what he said. Yeah.
18: So here's what I think. I think. In the past years, Bob, guys, there were lots of guys who didn't like each other, but we didn't, they didn't have social media to to blast it out there 24-7 to the whole world, right? Yeah. Only, maybe you read something in the paper, or someone says, hey, this guy said that about you. But it was, you know, it's it's not any different today, but the fact that that social media button, it's just, it's a dangerous button. The dangerous button. Don't don't go there. Don't go there.
3: Phil already admitted again, that his gambling was reckless and embarrassing. But did any of this like stand out worth noting more than reckless and embarrassing?
18: Well, I read a little bit of the excerpt. The way I look at it is eighty-five percent of it might be true. None of it might be true. I'm not so certain that the sources of information are the most reliable, uh, on either side. So, I mean, who knows, who knows? I don't think anything surprised me. The numbers didn't surprise me. phil has got a lot of money and he likes to gamble. You know, why isn't he going to bet 20 grand or a hundred grand a pop? No big surprise there if that's true. So I don't know. It's, uh, I just hope that nothing comes out that he gambled on, on golf in an inappropriate way, I, I hope. But, anyway. In our
3: society today, would that have uh, implications like it did with Pete Rose in baseball back in the day, or would people even care anymore as much gambling goes on in sports?
18: Well, since Phil's retired from professional golf, it's mm-hmm. really irrelevant. I mean, the only, you know, he'll, well, I, I, it, may, it could affect, you know, maybe it would affect him playing in the majors, but, but, you know, other than a couple times a year, it's not really a factor at all, so.
4: Mm. Yeah. What is surprised to hear? Surprised Sorry. to hear that that uh, possible wager or he wanted to wager four hundred thousand on the on the U.S. team winning in two thousand twelve. Well,
18: Bob, do you remember that, or did you know that uh, there's a caddy who placed a bet on a Ryder Cup outcome at the Oak Hill Ryder Cup way back when? Hmm. I believe that was the one. I can't remember all the details exactly. Um, I believe he may have bet against Team USA, and his player. I don't think his player lost the match. That was a big. That was that was a, that was a big little controversy.
4: That was karma. Um,
18: so, yeah, pretty pretty wild stuff, and uh, I think th- the tour. I think everybody involved with the tour has to sign a no gamble form. You can't do it at all. Um, if you're a tour player, a tour caddy associated, that kind of thing. I think I think that's a, a requirement. But let's move let's move past all the gambling stuff. The caddy's just not much of a gambler. It kind of bores me. I agree. I did find I it
3: crazy that Bones was the Gary McCord story with Bones, like, giving signs and, like, right in the middle of a broadcast, right in the middle of a tournament.
18: <laughs> Throwing the 20 down. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. That was interesting. Okay, yeah. we can move on from that. Let's talk Ryder Cup. We've got, I think, 10 players are set. Bob and I have been talking about this, but we we think 10 players are pretty well set for the U.S. team. You know, you're talking about, you know, the current six and then you've got 7 through 10, Homa, Cam Young, and Jordan Spieth, which Fred Couples kind of let out of the bag are going to Italy already. And then I think Keegan Bradley's going to get in. He's had two wins and one recently, and and we know he was great in Ryder Cups past, and I think it'll be fun to see him play Ryder Cups again. So let's say those 10 are locked, and you can disagree with that if you want. So we got two spots left. And Bob and I figure there's five guys potentially for two spots. Morikawa at 11, Burns at 12, Fowler at 13, JT at 14, and Tony Finau at 19. Tony's got four wins since the last Ryder Cup, including two this year. What, What are your thoughts on those five guys for two spots, or do you think there are even more spots open? And I am considering that like a guy like, say, if the Gala or Danny McCarthy doesn't jump up and win, you know, one of these uh, two PGA or playoff events to, because obviously that would jump them in in, ahead of all these guys. But uh, what are your thoughts on those, those players? Would you, who would you pick at this point in time? If you were the captain, captain caddy,
18: the caddy is going to make the call on this. It will come down to one of these three guys. I'm sorry. One of these four guys, probably. Well, Okay, let's start let's start with uh let's start with Markawa and go down just straight down the list of JT. You got 11, 12, 13, 14. Two of those guys will make the team and two won't. And the only pick onto the team from the outside will be Justin Thomas if he's picked from 14 or 13. So you're so saying a straight.
3: A, you're saying straight chalk on the list, and except for if Justin Thomas I, jumps in,
18: I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's up to Sam Burns and Colin and Ricky to make the top twelve, and one of them could one of them get bumped. I mean, could Keith and Bradley get bumped? I doubt it. Um, I don't know. It's. I think Tony's too far out of the mix, um, for it. But they're yeah, not. You're not
3: picking right now.
18: You're not picking Tony. Well, Tony needs to put himself on the team. He's not going to get picked onto the team. I mean, I'm looking right here. He's he's got fifty percent less points than JT does. And Ricky, you Heath know, and the interesting.
4: But the interesting thing about Tony is, like Brian said, he won. He's won four times since the last Ryder Cup, and two or three of those victories, he didn't get any points for. Uh, Rocket Mortgage and um, what was the other one last year? He didn't get any points for didn't was Mexico, move up the listings this at year, all. Wasn't
3: it? Pardon? Mexico this year he didn't get points. I thought.
4: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He he. I think he moved up a little bit with Mexico, but he didn't get any for Houston.
3: Houston. Okay.
4: Yep. So he's won four times, but didn't but didn't accrue any points whatsoever for those wins on the PGA Tour.
18: What we do know is Tony's the nicest human being in the world. We know that. He's such a nice guy. Everybody likes Tony. What was that and, stat, uh, Brian?
3: The birdie average? He's fifth on tour in birdie average this year.
18: Yeah, that's not a bad stat for Ryder Cup matches right. either. Fuck way. That's uh yeah, I yeah, I'd like to I you know, I might have to chat with the analytics guy and see what the <laughs> data looks who does the data like at? Now you got to understand the thing about the course where we're playing. Uh, it's a very hilly course. The rough is insane, a la Paris, and it's not a bomber's course at all. It's a.
17: Mm.
18: It's, it actually has fairly wide hitting areas, from what I understand. But it's it's so it's you know it's one of those. It's kind of like Paris where, where nobody's considered. Right, have you guys give any thought at all? Who will perform best on that golf course? I haven't, until I just thought of it just now. Whoa. But that's okay. got to go into your pick, Formulate yeah. your pick, right? Yeah. So But, that's, you,
3: but Tony that's, was one of the bright spots on the U.S. team at Paris, even in the loss.
18: Yeah, and Tony. The thing about Tony, if you're, you know how Davis won a hundred and thirty-two times in hundred and thirty-three starts at Harbour Town, and it was <laughs> a basically really short, tight course. Well, he did it because he was the longest, straightest driver in the field with a one iron, and that's what Tony can do. That at a course, so he can. I mean, Tony with a three iron off the tee is like, almost like a driver for some guys. So, and he's going to hit it straight. So, maybe there's a statistical argument for Tony as well. But I think you guys are a little Tony Phenow biased. There's a no Homer. question. There's no question. There's a little Homer in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little Homer. I, look, I'll tell you what's cool about the whole thing. You can't make a mistake
4: on who you're No, picking. you can't. But the guys that you have there, there's not a chance you can make a mistake. No. I mean, any of them are going to be a great pick. So that's that's pretty cool for Captain Zach. He's got,
18: you know. But, man, it, it'd be so hard to tell a guy in the top 12 on the – you're looking at the guys in the top 12. It's not like any of them are playing bad recently. I mean, it'd be hard to call them up and say, oh, I'm going to replace you. that That's a tough phone that's call happened right now. No.
3: That's happened lots of times. And Sam Burns yeah. is probably the guy that's not, that's playing, that yeah. hasn't been playing if, as well.
4: It it and Morikawa.
3: And Morikawa, yeah.
18: But you have to consider that Sam, Sam and Scheffler, that's kind of a team right there. Those two guys, Sam and Scotty. That's your that's your team. So, be tough to get him off that list if he's on it.
3: I'll just say this about France. Tony was a rookie. He played three matches. He was two and one. There were four players on the American side that had a winning record, and he was one of them. The other ones were Webb Simpson, that went two and one in three matches. Jordan Spieth went three and two in five, and Justin Thomas went four and one in five. So those were the players, and just for and, and it's not a bombers thing. Like Tony can hit it a long ways, but Bryson was zero and three in three matches, right? So Ricky Fowler was one and three. DJ was Bryson, one and four.
18: But, but Bryson's retired, so he's not in the. Discussion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right? Yeah, he is retired. So, I mean, there might be a little bias in that statement, but anyway. Um, all right. So what's next? What else? I mean, we got to keep moving here. Could we solve it? Keep the show? No, of course not. Oh, okay. let keep the. Show. It's not going to be solved. You can't. It's an unsolvable puzzle. It's kind of like picking the NCAA bracket. It's just way easier. was just saying way
3: easier. Way easier. <laughs> My goodness, it's not like that at all. Better
18: <laughs> might have better odds on that one. All right, Warren Buffett's not throwing down the billion-dollar prize on this one. Uh, here's
3: one we can throw at you in the time we have left. Uh, So Jay Monahan had a meeting. He says the PIF deal is definitely the right thing to do, so he doubled down on that. He regrets leaving the players in the dark uh, and putting them on their heels, as he said, but says they're on track to have a deal done in this framework, to have an actual deal done by the end of the year. Do you still feel like that's the right move? And and I I guess, do you still feel that's the right move? I am...
18: Not, I just care about um, golf doing the right thing, and I'll leave it at that.
4: Okay, that was a quick answer. Yeah,
3: and we're out of time. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say this, and and caddy, I think I teased this on the phone when we were playing in our our club championship. We had. I had like a one, maybe a 15 inch putt and I took my time over it, you know, and made sure that I knocked it in. And I mentioned to the guys after I did it, we kind of chuckled and I was like, you know, when we're playing out here on a regular day, you know, Chicago or bank or whatever little money game we have, I just one hand knocked that in and we'd move on. And, and they said, yeah, well, um, you know, that. and in that time we're only playing for, we're playing for money. Well, this club championship really doesn't have anything to do with money. You, you, you get some Pro shop merch, who cares? It it means something and so you're nervous, you you take your time. JT said he would rather make the Ryder Cup team than the playoffs. That's a big statement. Yep. That's millions. That's a multi-million dollar statement. And so I just question is throwing more money at this, is that really where this needs to go versus creating meaningful events and I don't know how you create a meaningful event. Maybe that's the problem. So the only thing you can do as Ryan Ballinger said is throw money at these guys. I just don't know that that's necessarily the trajectory that the tour needs to go on in order to have the most successful tour.
18: Yeah, the money doesn't the money doesn't really it's it's got it's it, jaded on the money. I really don't care. You know, if a guy's got a putt for 10 million or 3 million and he already owns a Learjet and a twenty-four million dollars house, and he has a five hundred million dollars pension. It doesn't really matter that he's got a ten million dollars putt to me. It does nothing for me as a, as a as a viewer. I just like watching good golf. That's kind of fun to watch. Sometimes that's the U.S. Amateur match. Mm. Um, so this year the the elevators events have been great because you get all these great players playing well. There's always a bunch of them in the mix at the top, and um. um you you might have, you might have a hard time coming up with the uh, how did the purse at the uh, Open Championship compare to a, a, an elevated event?
3: It was less.
4: Yeah, they were less.
18: Yeah, but but I mean, I don't even know what it was. I have no idea what Brian Harmon won at the Open. It might have been two million. It might have been three million. I have no idea. I'm sure it was more than more than two and less than four.
4: Right. But yeah, I think I, I think the I think the purse was around sixteen. It wasn't twenty.
3: He got the clear yeah, jug. That's I, what you're playing for, right? Put your name there yeah, with the rest of
4: that. Absolutely. History.
18: Yeah, there's a reason. I think JT's statement about "I want to play in the Ryder Cup." Yeah, there's something. There's something about that. I've been lucky enough to be at one, and um, I mean it's it's pretty darn cool, and the money is non-existent, basically. At the Ryder Cup, it's not a factor at all. Yeah, and you know who doesn't want to make the team? Tell me who doesn't want to make the team.
4: Yeah, everybody does.
18: Yeah, I mean, there's guys who can't even get on the team who want to make the team.
3: The only so, people that kind of didn't want to make the team was that '99 team or whatever that said that they had to be paid. That one kind of that one was a that was a little bit sour. That one that one didn't quite settle very well. But that was the only time you heard of it.
18: I couldn't agree with that more though. I think, I think, um, there's so much, there's a large amount of revenue generated by the Ryder cup. And I think it's like there's a large, large amount of revenue generated by the world cup. You're playing for your country there, but you get paid. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing profits with the, with the guys who are or the stars of generating Putting the revenue on the show. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that should be done. Um, there, that's a whole nother discussion, but, um, I mean, I could understand that. for sure. If I was, yeah, but, but no, I mean, the money, I don't know.
3: It's <laughs> conflicted.
18: I love it. I, no, back the, money the, money's irrele- the money's irrelevant. Yeah. To me. I have a tremendous it, joke I came up with that I will not tell on the air. Uh-huh. And now I'm going to really, a-, a lot of people, Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to tell you the joke when we're off the air and then you're going to tell everybody later. Wow, that that really does describe it so well. But we can't put it on the air. And I'm, I I I don't know if I can alter it for you know.
3: Okay, for radio, FCC for and all that, right. I got you. Yeah.
18: Yeah, you know. Thanks for not I, getting I have this to ma- off the air. I have to maintain my high standards as the Caddy. Indeed.
3: Yep. Yeah. So we better let you go before you uh ruin your esteemed image. Caddy is always good to I chat with you. Up. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. We'll share the joke from off air in a way if we can. If not, then we'll find a way to get it to you because I know you're going to be like, really? You're going to leave me hanging? I guess we are. Stay tuned. More of the show
15: next.
13: Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that we constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Trihot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Trihot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is
13: not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best better for everyone.
12: For over 2 decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
3: Visit firsttea.org.
13: Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in gulp and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form the new Jaws Raw from Callaway.
2: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. And Real
3: Golf Radio is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort and featuring the Black Desert Championship, one of the new fall FedEx Cup Fall Events in 2024, right there in St. George, Utah. 60 years since the PGA tour has been in the state of Utah, and excited to welcome to the all-new Black Desert Resort. The Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course is available right now. You can book your tea time, go out and experience Black Desert. It's really unlike anything you have ever experienced. Phil Smith, the architect alongside, alongside Tom Wisecoff, said it's the perfect combination of Kona, Hawaii, and Sedona, Arizona. I love that description. And if you haven't experienced golf in St. George, it's awesome. And coming up here in this next month, September, October, November, perfect times to be down in St. George. Go check it out. BlackDesertResort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available as well at BlackDesertResort.com. And uh, we've talked a lot about the schedule. That FedEx Cup fall, you know, you think about it, having been a little bit involved in seeing this tour event come together. It is nice, even though the Black Desert Championship will fall right on the heels of the President's Cup. I think that's good in one way. You're going to get a lot of publicity and promo in the writer, in the President's Cup itself. But it's also, just coming from Canada, um, it's not going to be too far of a travel if, if some of those players did want to come down and compete but it there's there's some it's not just an afterthought anymore the fedex cup fall is important for positioning as we talked about in order to potentially be in that next 10 or swing five right so um those are some some things that i think will make those fall events more impactful which then leads to better competition better fields better bang for the buck for the sponsors and the television uh rights holders and stuff so yeah really really kind of cool stuff Hey, the caddy, let, let's let's finish up here in, in the last few minutes we have. I just love talking uh, Ryder Cup because this is such... This To me, this is the biggest topic on my mind as mm-hmm. we go into these last two weeks of Ryder Cup qualification. And, you know, it didn't sound to me like the caddy was too high on female, And a lot of... And, and he did call out our biases, which is, uh, you know, of course there. That's okay. But... I don't hear anyone really talking about Tony Finau right now. So from that standpoint, maybe he does need to play his way on. By the way, when he got picked as a rookie, he was 15th in the standings. So he passed over some guys, right, Mm -hmm. Um, to to bring him on, and he played well over there. He was one of the three or four that had, as I said, that had a a winning record in Paris. So when you start looking at Finau, when you start looking at Morikawa, Burns, Fowler, JT, the, the, the conversation that, that really has, the, the question that was thrown to me by by one of my buddies is, if you were Captain Johnson and it was worth $10 million to you to win the Ryder Cup, are you putting your trust in Justin Thomas or one of the other players on the team? And, and not to, you know, maybe it's even one of the current major winners, Wyndham Clark or Brian Harmon, right? I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. not not to disparage those major winners but how much trust do you actually have in Justin Thomas and his game
4: well i you know with his record as we've talked about 62 and 1 um Justin Thomas has always paired really really well with Jordan Speeth and it sounds like Jordan Speeth's going to be on the team playing well this week um like you said those guys that are a little bit further back only have a couple weeks to to get into the mix but as far as justin thomas is concerned i don't know it looks it looks really it's it's a conundrum to me because of course you want to have justin thomas on the team yeah you do but when you're when he's not playing to the level of what he needs to play um to have merited playing in the playoffs to have merited playing on the team then um then it looks really difficult to uh to be able to pick him. Um, but the thing that that pulls that back in is his heart, <clears throat> what he's been able to do in previous Ryder Cups and his experience in Ryder Cup play. Um, and he's a phenomenal team player. So um, yeah, I I, I think personally I think I, I would pick him, but I don't think he's gonna get picked. You would pick him. Yes. Interesting. So your two picks would be because I know you're
3: again the bias is there for Tony. So you're picking Tony and JT.
4: Yeah.
3: So you're taking the two yeah. guys that are the furthest up the list and passing over <laughs> Morikawa, Burns, and Fowler who are sitting there at uh, what? 10, uh, 11, 12, and 13.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know the interesting thing is how the pick, how the the points are accrued right now and you know Tony won 3 times where he gets no points in 2022 you got no points except for major championships and wgc events um and he won three times in that period where he got no no points and he got um he got points for his event that he won in april in mexico so um he hasn't had the opportunity to um to have those wins mean a lot to him as far as points are concerned because of how everything is weighted so heavily the year of the event. But he's won twice this year already. So, so you're saying that his positioning is not reflective
3: of where he actually is with his game in your mind? Correct.
4: Yeah. And he comes off a tie seventh last week, playing well this week. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I, as a biased observer, <laughs> yeah. I picked Tony. Yeah, now. there's no question. Like
3: we were all wearing Twelfth Man um, T-shirts at Alpine during Tony's event the year he got picked yeah. in Paris, and Zach Johnson was there, and I know they're good friends. So we'll see, right? I mean, I do think, and again, I, I would pick Tony, but I think he's going to have to prove that over the next this week and he next. Will. He's got to get after it, right? And uh, and agree. those are the guys. Those five guys are all there in the mix. Unfortunately, JT's the one that doesn't get a chance to showcase because he's not into the playoffs. But it's an interesting pick. Nevertheless, exciting Ryder Cup brewing for Rome. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up the show next.
1: That's 800-390-5160. If
16: you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
2: Talking Golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
4: One day
13: you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian and Bob. Alright,
3: welcome back to the show. Thanks to the
2: caddy. Thanks to Ryan
3: Ballingy. If you missed any part of it, follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. We'll post all the segments and the show in its entirety there. You can also download us. where your favorite podcasts. Is found Thanks to uh, Sirius XM 203, iHeart Radio, GNN Channel, as well as Sports Byline Channel, and our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Thanks for tuning in every week and being with us here on Real Golf Radio. So much to talk about. FedEx Cup playoffs underway. Enjoy the weekend there and we'll see what happens. Player of the year is going to become a discussion as well, Bob, and I think you've got an American and a European that are battling it out for that award. Both of them will be competing against each other in the Ryder Cup, but you got to go with Masters champ John Rahm or player's champ Scotty Scheffler, don't you?
4: Yeah, definitely. Those two um it's pretty interesting how, you know, their scoring average, their strokes gained, their one and two, um all, all those things align like right right along but you know, when it when it comes down to it, I think John Rom's the guy, simply from the standpoint, he's won four times this year and has a masters under his belt as well. So um Scotty Scheffler, some great play, great consistent play, lots and lots and lots of top tens. But I'm sorry, um, in my opinion, it's got to be John Rom. Well, look,
3: you're sitting here, we both have a hand for poker and you're starting to lay the cards down and the last one to drop there by John Rahm is a green jacket. Yep. I mean that's the ace, the ace of Augusta.
4: The but green, what happens if Scotty Scheffler were to win a couple of these events including um the FedEx the, Cup? Uh, the FedEx Cup. Then mm. what happens? Green jacket.
3: Still about the green jacket. I agree. Bob. I agree. Dave Glauzer's our producer for Bob
14: Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
18: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.